0: I really felt after spending so much time with the game and really suffering that I had gotten so good at the game, so much better. i had seen so much improvement in my ability to play the game. That last boss battle, I felt at the end, right before I killed the boss, like I was the boss and he was the player like I really was like you're fucking dead dude I've got you I still have two Estes flasks I'm gonna fucking kill you like it was such a good like in like such an incredible moment that I was like oh and I like texted you guys like right after that but I was just like god that was fucking incredible like just that that reversal of feeling like now I'm the master was amazing of like an all time FPS map that that just sticks in your memory. It's a place you want to go, it's a level you want to play. What would it
1: be? I want well, to hear Kevin's answer.
2: Like, or just the best multiplayer like versus map, like in a in a competitive game or in a pseudo competitive okay. game. Okay. Yeah. So you can let's see, let's, what, do you, what do you got See Kev? like when I first think of it, the first map I thought of was facility from Goldeneye, but that's not really mm. my favorite map by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Like it's a classic, I love it. Sure. Um, I also think of uh, free for all Bespin from Star Wars I Night Outcast. That was the map that everyone. Played. Oh I yeah. Played. I spent many <laughs> years on that map picking people off. I mean, that's I know every inch of that map. I'm sure, there's Aaron, you have one from Moha. V2 right? rocket like, facility. Yeah, V2 oh, my rocket. Yeah. oh my god. Oh my god. The um, Wolfenstein Beach map, Return to Castle Wolfenstein—that's a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I think my pick though of any map of any game would have to be Nocheer Canals from Battlefield Three for deathmatch. I've, mm. i that map is just—I think I've had the most fun in just competitive shooting games in Nocheer Canals. I think it's my favorite.
0: That's—I probably spent like 200 hours playing that map. That's funny. I didn't even think about that one, but that is actually—it's weird because it's just a box map. It's just a map with a bunch yeah, of boxes on it. Mm. Like it's like the most Dumb design, but it works so well.
2: It's just amazing, though. It's, like, perfect. It really is, yeah.
1: Sometimes you got to go simple, right? Uh, For me, the first map that popped in my head is the one that I think about the most is, like, the perfect multiplayer map is Gridlock on Gears of War. Mm, That, to me, is, like... That's, like, the ultimate for me. Just the sniper placement and the uh, boomshot placement and how... Um, those two placements inspire these like skirmishes to get that weapon, that power weapon. I just think is I don't think there's ever been a map
2: that's done it better. That is a good one. I also thought I I like that one a lot. I also really like the Training Grounds map in Gears Five. Yeah, I put that one a ton. That one's really fun too. It's another box know. map, but <laughs> it Gears are all box so maps. Well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean it's like literally the same like kind of location as uh, No Shark and it's kind of like a port sort of thing, right?
2: Or yeah. or is it? That's also what it looks so. Like it is. Speaking of ports, Port Valdez in uh, a Company Two, I played yeah. that map mm, so much. I remember I'm, that one. Feel bad Company. I'm gonna bring that back in uh, Battlefield 2042, I believe. So, oh that's yeah, exciting. That game's gonna be good. Uh, hmm. And I'm
1: there's, to think, what there's would be also there's also the whole map of Sea of Thieves. Just oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> what about that's...
2: like any Quake maps? It's gotta be. I mean, like. I know Quake Three. DM two, I believe, with the bridges. I miss DM three. Uh, I'm talking about it. it's like a quake 3 map that has all these bridges that are going offset. It's a classic quake map. There's
1: yeah, also that's campgrounds, a
2: good one. right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, the picture uh, they had that, facing worlds from Unreal Tournament, which is another like, oh yeah. Oh, facing oh,
0: worlds, facing worlds is, is super 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 good. Uh, what what's the one that we always want to do for? Uh, COD four garbage or shipment. Shipment, which... Uh, shipment, container that's a, literally a box. Like, <laughs> yeah, well. like, it's like it's, No Sure Canals. That for, like, landing, Like, I, I don't really want to mm-hmm. play that online, but with, with a bunch of friends, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, shipment. I'm really almost fun. tempted to say, like, Arangle or something. Like, Arangle's really good. You know, good. from PUBG. Like, that mm-hmm. map was good. And I would still play that map um, over basically everything else they've done. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, CSGO map that's just really good. Uh, like, Mirage is just... A constant classic Uh mm-hmm. it, it, like it's just a map that like you can play over and over and over and over and over and it's always it's like the perfect balance of everything
2: uh, yeah so what what's your know, what's but, our picks then so you so you got gridlock or okay no I my have mines no sure canals from Battlefield 3 Aaron
0: you know it might I may have to go like way back to uh, uh Bree Court from Call of Duty Brecourt one Precourt mm-hmm. <laughs> <The original laughs> Bre- mm-hmm. like like I played that map for it felt like a hundred years uh, And it was pretty amazing always like super fun It looked like it was straight out of Band of Brothers, which at the time was was kind of a recent thing
1: Yeah,
2: true. true I also have to give one more shout out to Map one from doom 2 that map is just so fun for deathmatch the Classic oh, yeah. horseshoe design. Oh, yeah, it's so straightforward and so perfect it's the Sandy Peterson map that's yeah. a surprise
0: every time uh sandy peterson i like he gets he has some good maps but uh he does tons you know what i noticed and maybe we you probably mentioned this before but like doom and dark souls both have screaming floating skulls that speed at you and explode
1: so there's, does there's uh dark. remnant from the ashes i feel like that's just a trope in so many games the speeding skulls
0: the speeding skulls that go <laughs> What yeah. is the ones
2: in Dark Souls? Oh, yeah, in the first in the first game, in the, uh, in the Catacombs. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You're right. Well, the Lost Souls don't explode in Classic Doom, but they do in Eternal. Well, they like, 16.
0: okay, don't they, though? They no. like, run. A, no, they just keep hitting you? They just hit you, yeah. But okay. it's the same. I guess I, I totally. always shoot them.
3: Same. Yeah, it's the, the same they, idea. They die, they <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: I got a problem. Like, if I put a fresh install of Dark Souls on a computer, Xbox, whatever, I am guaranteed to play up to or past the War Kings if I have a few hours. It just, it will happen every <laughs> single time. And I did that Friday. It's uh, a
2: good problem uh, to have. It's, it's, a, it's weird
0: because <laughs> it's, it's not a thing that happens to me with other games. Like, I could install Red Dead Redemption. I'm not going to put... 15 hours into it, like yeah. guaranteed every time. Um, uh, so that, that, happened to me. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, how you guys doing? You guys, you guys, you guys feeling good?
1: I've been kind of in a creative funk for the past few months. I just haven't like felt the urge to create, but, um, these past three weeks while, while we were on hiatus, I got inspired to do not one, but two video essays. So feel free to check out my channel. If, uh, to any listeners, I have a new video on Spike Lee's film, The Five Bloods, and it's anti-imperialism. But I also have another video essay for the gamers here, of course, for Out of the Blues game Call of the Sea, which is a game that I've talked about extensively, um, specifically in terms of its progressive vision of Lovecraft. And I don't know. I just It feels good to create again. So check out my YouTube channel at OrinLuck. Um Creating is fun. I recommend anyone who is in a funk during these um, Delta variant times, these coronavirus times, to just create something because it feels good.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Welcome back to the creative process, Oren. Uh, yeah, feels it good. Um, all right. Let's talk about fucking Steam Deck. <laughs> Steam Deck came out like literally like the day after we recorded, I think I want to say, or like within a couple of days after our last recording. So we haven't spoke about it. It's kind of old news at this point. Everybody in the world has seen it. Um, what do you guys think? What are your impressions?
1: It looks cool. I mean, it's basically a Nintendo Switch, right, but better. Is that fair?
0: I mean, form factors. There, it's not going to have Nintendo games. It's it's going to be a different thing, like. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think
2: I, of it? I, I like the idea of it and I had the opportunity to buy one, but I decided against it because I have a switch already. I have a gaming laptop and I don't feel like it has a place for me in between those two things, even though it it is not doing the same thing as either of them. I'm kind of yeah. like, I don't. So like the, the the cool part about it is it's Linux based, right? So it's very mm-hmm. easy to manage in terms of it's all, everything's like almost console like level of simplicity, do you not have to deal with the drivers and all that stuff. But at the same time, that's also the problem. Cause like, I don't know how well games will, tr- will work with their Proton API, which basically allows games to be not emulated, but w- running in Windows games in, in, in Linux. So I'm just concerned about that. I also was concerned about the performance. It's targeting 720p 60 and I'm like, well, that'll be great and portable. But if I'm plugging into my TV, am I gonna really be happy about that? So I just, I like it. I think it's a cool idea. I like, I really am into the idea of the portable PCs. And I think Linux is the right move for that because Windows can just be kludgy for that sort of stuff. Maybe Windows oh, will yeah. me fix some of those longstanding annoyances, but I think like it's the right idea and the right move, but I don't feel like what was being offered was what I would want. But I understand why people, why they're, people are excited about them, it's an, like having said that.
0: Yeah. People are very excited. Like our little brother and sister were both like, what do you guys think of the Steam Deck? Oh my God, it's good. It's going to be so cool. I want one. My friends want one. Like if you're the kind of person who wants to play games on the go on the small screen, you want that mobile experience. I think it's cool. That is like not how I want to play games. If I go on a plane, I'm bringing a book or some podcasts. If, I, if I'm going to ride the train I'm gonna to listen to music or something. I don't want to play games on a small screen. I I, will, I have a massive TV and a big gaming monitor. I want that full, you know, cinematic experience from my my battle station or my TV and an Xbox or whatever. Like the the mobile thing doesn't appeal to me much. So so it's not. I'm I'm not the right audience. But I think if you are, the mobile audience, like.
2: So I am the it, mobile audience, right? Right. And I grew up with Game Boy Color. Uh, you know, you got me that when I was a kid. Played, you know, it's true, I got you Link's hooked on a- this. You did, Link's <laughs> Awakening, all that stuff. And I, I have a Switch, like I've continued the legacy. But uh, I have a theory that only Nintendo understands portable gaming. Like mm. their games are designed just the right amount of simplicity and playtime per session that's perfect for mobile games. I think that's why uh, Sony failed. I right. think Nintendo's design is just somehow, per- I don't know if it's intentional or not, it's just suited for mobile stuff. So like, I don't know if I'd really be as interested in playing... I don't know. Steam games, maybe. In a mobile, well, maybe I would. I don't know, I don't I, I don't know. Think it's, I, I'm against it, but I'm just kind of like, I, I, I never put my Switch in portal mode. I always play it in docked mode. I play um, it for brief sessions, like when I just went on my trip recently, I played Wolfenstein 2 on it, which was fun. Not a Nintendo game. But I didn't play it for that long. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like did other stuff too, like I watched movies and stuff, so. I don't yeah. know, I'm unsure. I'd have to try it to really have a strong opinion, I think.
1: I think, like, Steam games in general um, don't really cater to portable so much except for, like, Metroidvanias and Roguelites or, like, the Persona games. Like, I'd say, like, those three are the ones that pop in my head for, like, great portable experiences. But I don't know if people are going to want to play a game like Control on a portable system, if that makes yeah. sense.
2: That's how I, how I feel, too. Is control's awesome, but I'm like... I have my I don't know, I just, I have my Switch I can play some other mobile games, already. Yeah,
0: uh, isn't part of this like the the allure of the Switch that it has a big collection of really well implemented uh, indie games? Like also like presumably it, this is gonna happen here. Like you're gonna be able to play Binding of Isaac and Death's Door and all it whatever you whatever fucking indie game you want to play.
1: Death's Door for Definitely. sure, I could see as a as a really great option. Yeah. No, yeah, it, um, it it's pretty neat. I mean like um it's just um I think Kevin's right that Nintendo kind of has mm-hmm. you know, this clout on the market or this um monopoly sort of. Um but yeah, I think it I I can see it working, but I also think there are just a lot of PC games that I just can't imagine playing it portably. Where it would make sense
0: yeah but hmm, I, I guess i just feel like some of that i hear what you're saying uh, so a lot of that applies to like the switch too though because people are playing like dark souls on the switch right or are they i don't know maybe they just released it and nobody plays it and doom <laughs> eternal <laughs> on
2: the switch hey, doom eternal and, is like that's like the like, last i wouldn't oh pay my that God. For, play that for money i mean it's like yeah like 540p that, that yeah. like like 30 fps on that game a is clunky so ass
0: controller demanding.
2: yeah yeah just you
1: just get destroyed you would have to play it on easy mode yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. i don't know i i'm i'm interested to see how valve supports it like valve does not have a good history necessarily of supporting their physical products uh i think no. they've done all right with the index steam controller but the steam controller the, the steam machines steam remember that yeah. like yeah. that shit came and went like i guess the good thing about this is let's say it, it releases, it's not really a huge hit, Valve doesn't support it. You can put Windows on it, um, uh, you can do stuff with it. I'm actually more interested in seeing what Valve can do with their Linux client because imagine, mm-hmm. I'm, they're gonna have to do something like Quick Resume, right, sure. for, for this kind of mobile experience. If they can implement a Quick Resume through the Linux client with, with PC games, like that's kind of a huge win. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I think, I'm kind of assuming
2: <laughs> my other speculation perspective on it was like it was weaker than it was like more powerful than the ps4 I think but that's about it and I was thinking like mm. for $500 You know, like I have a series s for $300. It's more powerful than that than the steam deck the series and, you know, s. It's, not, it's not it's not portable right sure. it's Not the same thing but like for the TV experience the series s is cheaper and it's more powerful it's a better experience and it's, yeah. it's pretty a, more streamlined totally you know? agree Get a
0: series s and a 1440p 144 hertz uh free-sync yeah. monitor yeah and you're having a better experience than most people uh yeah that's true it, it so it's weird it, it's definitely like like the goal i think is for valve to grow the market share of people who use steam the service so it, it, it's a service and i mean they already are a huge service with a big is as big a chunk of gamers as any other service um, but I don't know we'll see like it's weird now that like if you want to buy one like it's like they're, they'll be ready in, in like a year and a half yeah <laughs> like they're so far out they sold out so fucking quick I'm like Ugh. but I could just for me it's like something I would literally never use it would just sit on my desk right? it's cool
2: that it's a PC and you can install windows on it but I feel like installing mm-hmm. windows on it defeats the purpose of the, of the whole thing um, right and like, I do like, I think the idea that the ecosystem I've invested into over the past 16 years, I've got 768 steam games. I can play all okay. of those when well, they not all of them. I can play at least a th- three fourths of those on it, which is cool. And it's like, I, I, I never want to judge hardware too hardly until I've seen it. Cause it's really like, you can read specs, you can look at the videos. You never know what it's like until you tried it. So, you know, I'll try it when I, my friend who, who bought one, let's me say let's play with it in a year or two. Whenever it comes out, <laughs> that,
1: that's kind of how I felt like with the series S, where um, I kind of saw it yeah. and I wasn't sure about it, but like after I bought it, I just love how um, how fast it turns on, how silent it is, the quick resume, just how the games look, and it's just uh, sometimes it's really um, it's really neat, you know, to to finally see how hardware actually handles, and sometimes the at ad, the advertisements and you know reading about it doesn't really do justice to it but that could also backfire I mean when um my uh, brother first bought his PS4 way back in the day it was so loud it was like an air conditioner and so uh, did mine yeah so. See,
0: that's how mine currently so is the neighbors have called the police when I was
3: playing that thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so loud and it, but yeah so. And I've been hearing things about the PS Five. Not to like, you know, be like anti Sony or something, but um, like p- the PS Five. Like when I hear people, they're just like, the images don't do justice to how big that thing is. Like I don't even know where to put it. It's so big. Like I can't even yeah. put it on my shelf. Really.
0: That's literally <laughs> my biggest annoyance. I'm like, it won't fit in my yeah, recently purchased mind. TV stand. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I'm gonna wait for I them for two years <clears throat> to upgrade it to buy it. PS Five yeah. Slim.
0: Yes, PS5 exactly. That they, thing needs to go on a fucking diet, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it> seriously.
2: Yeah, I agree. That series is like the best example of like, you know, you read the specs, like, oh, it's a weaker Series X. Like, I don't want this, and then like I got it. I'm like, oh, this is like amazing console experience. Like, yeah, I, love it. I don't even need a Series X now. I'm like, I'm fine. So, yeah. So okay. yeah,
0: and I, I think the hardware in the, the deck will be sufficient to play. I mean, it'll be sufficient to play everything that's been released up till this year. But I think coming forward or going forward, it's going to be trickier and trickier, and they're really going to have to target it. But because it is a, like it's like a console-like piece of hardware that's very specific, like they can make presumably like a Steam Deck version, you know, mm-hmm. like like they can do the same kind of optimizations that like Naughty Dog does to the PlayStation to just like, you know, divine
2: like water. But from the games, stone or whatever. the games won't be though, and that's kind of part of what I. Was no, no
0: the games might be. Like developers could make a, you don't, they can't. Yeah, I don't think or, they will. Though.
2: No, they could, but I don't think they will.
0: Yeah, I mean, CS is going to get a version.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe Valve games will. But I wouldn't be bet like CS like, like a...
0: or EA doing that at all. I, I, I wouldn't. You know,
2: no. No. Well, maybe not EA. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, that's kind of the, that's yeah. kind of part of my issue too. It's like a like the, the consoles are like fixed and they're like industry standard where you just have like, this new kind of like. PC not hardware and it's like fixed so it's like are they gonna develop for it because PC games are generally not optimized as well So you have to have Mm -hmm. really brute force power to run them as well as consoles and I don't know It just seems like I'm I'm just not so it's too much too much that I don't know too many unknown variables for the steam Yeah, that's really what it is including the the effective release date. So yeah yeah.
0: All right Uh, Are we I don't know what we have to say about Halo Infinite. I, I haven't played it. Did any of us play it was it playable? by us
1: oh um well like it wasn't playable but uh halo infinite did do a tech showcase i want to say gosh i got an sp- invite you got right. an invite oh, did, oh that's really but cool i got an invite
2: but i didn't have my computer so i had no way to you play you should have it. given it to orin oh, I'm sorry, I, 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 would, I, I was on vacation it. i didn't didn't i didn't think about it
1: that's though. that's okay that's okay um you know what like i uh I think the tech preview, my sense of time is all off, but I think it was like about a week and a half ago, but it was, um, it it was pretty neat. Like, it seems like the reception is really positive for it. Like it's very, um, uh, a lot of people are just saying it feels really good to play. I watched some, some footage of it and it kind of looks like a nice happy medium between, um, classic Halo but like also the movement of Titanfall Two, which I think is like a really cool combo. What? That's what Titanfall Two. Yeah, there's even like the what? Grap- there's the grappling hook. Like they, the the, hook, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like um, it's almost like a lo-fi Titanfall Two, but it's like hmm. it looks pretty fun. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited to play this game. Uh, I don't, I don't know, Kevin. Did you have a chance to watch it?
2: I did, yeah. So it looks, it looks good. Honestly, I was one of the few people who thought the the early release video they they showed looked really good. Like I'm mm. always so focused on the guns, how the guns shoot, how do the enemies react to the guns, or do they sound good, do they animate well, blah blah blah. Like I'm so that's like what I'm seeing. So everything looked, re- I was like, those look really well designed in the, in the first video. Sure. <clears throat> so I'm not surprised now that people are saying it l- plays well because I'm like that's how it, it looked like it played really well. I looked, I was like, hmm. this is like it looked to me like. Um, Classic Halo, but with like that slightly COD polish like the guns like the way they reload and everything because it has this kind of COD Smoothness or battlefield like which is I like that I about COD. It's like the project but COD that I enjoy so like I wasn't focused so much on the graphics that Everyone complained about it's just that stuff. So I thought mm-hmm. it looked good in the initial trailer But now it looks more polished and the graphics look be- a lot better. So it's like oh, it just looks like it's gonna be good I think it could be a really big game because the multiplayer is gonna be free-to-play so mm-hmm. That's a win, right? You could have it's gonna be the ultimate land game. Everyone everyone's played Halo, you know? <laughs> and it's gonna right. really be free, so you don't have to pay any money to play it. You could bring anyone with a computer and they could play it or an Xbox. And it's it's free. So it, I think will it have split make... screen? Yeah, it will. They said okay. it will. They're probably four player. Uh, they want to bring back all the legacy features because Halo Five didn't have them and people were pissed. Uh, yeah, I was pissed. People were pissed. I have, I like won't mm. play Halo five because there's no split screen. Like I'm like rebelling against just the idea of that. <laughs> really? Sure. Yeah.
0: Having recently, I would say, for the first time, tried split screen at on a four K game on a sixty four, sixty five inch TV, for the first time in my life, I'm like, oh, this ain't so bad. <laughs> this is, like, <laughs> this, this mm. is good. This is like, like you give enough, you have enough pixels and inches to like, it's like you're not straining. I don't know, maybe it's my old eyes, but I just remember playing Golden on like a ten inch TV, it's four like a player screen, <laughs> yeah, sit, sitting like ten feet back. We're all like, what the fuck is? Uh,
2: yeah, so could be good i have Um, high hopes for the game though i think it'll do well that's my my prediction is that it'll be good like it's gonna be well received like i i think halo 4 looked okay halo 5 mm -hmm. i think didn't look good but i think mm -hmm. that they're really like looked at that and like okay maybe we don't want to go in that direction let's go back to halo 1 and try and modernize that and that seems like that's the angle which i Mm -hmm. think is exactly what they should do
1: also it looks like the first halo game where the guns actually feel good to shoot that's that's one mm-hmm. of my biggest criticisms of the Halo as a series is the guns don't feel good to shoot. They feel like pea shooters, but mm-hmm. um, in the multiplayer fo- uh, footage, the the pistol has like a really nice kick. Uh, the machine gun kind of like rips through your targets in a way that feels satisfying. Like mm-hmm. I think it, I think There's it's a battle rifle be, I noticed too. The, the battle that? rifle yeah looks really good. Um, <clears throat> I think I think it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's probably it's my most anticipated game of the fall given that it comes out in the fall but um so i have high hopes oh, it comes so out I, this fall mm-hmm. um it was recently oh. leaked that it's probably going to be november cuz there was like a mexican advertisement that dropped november accidentally mm. which seems about right it seems like it's going to be like november 15th or something like right before black friday wow
2: i didn't realize it was going out so soon that's really exciting i'm more it's excited not, now it's that's not like...
1: com- it's not confirmed but um, it's like with that leak and the speculation, it's probably going to be November 15th ish.
3: Hmm.
0: It's okay. definitely this year, right? I mean, it was delayed a whole year, so they're not going to delay it again. And it seems like it's in good shape. Like they've that year paid off.
1: Yeah. we'll okay. we'll see. I, I'm pretty, now's like the perfect time to release it because it's so much stuff has gotten delayed. I mean, that was my argument for Hitman three. Like, I think Hitman 3 got a spotlight because it was the only game that was out for, like, three months. So, I think Halo, this is, like, the perfect time. If you're going to release a Halo game, do it now. It's
2: true. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mm-hmm. think it's a really good time to release it. Yeah. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, it looks good. Um, I'm excited to play it. I'm excited, actually, for four-player split screen mm. um, on a on a big TV. Like, that's just, like... I, I'm like, oh, that, I feel like that's a future that's finally really viable. I mean, obviously, we did it like crazy all the time on much mm-hmm. smaller TVs, and it was totally viable then. But now it's like it'll be like a pleasant experience. <sighs> you won't feel compromised. Um, sure. Something
2: magical about, uh, to me, about local co-op, like sitting next to someone or versus and playing with them is just it's like that LAN experience. You know, it's the same kind of thing.
0: Totally, it's, yeah. It's a and I mean, one. the fact that you could just bring a Series S over to someone's house and have four-player Halo Man, is wild.
1: Like, so Pretty wild. fucking
0: awesome. I know. Uh, yeah, all right. So, okay. I guess there was some other uh, other big news that happened. Uh, bombshells dropped by uh, multiple outlets. You guys want to tell me about this? What's going on? It's getting get uh, more frosty. Bombshells? Yeah, in the winter.
1: Well, I'll
2: start with the... Pro- might, also,
1: I'm going to start... Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Blizzard first. Yeah, let's... Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Oh, in the winter. Okay, I was like, What? <laughs>
1: Uh, Your coding
2: confused me completely there. So
1: (laughs) so here's the thing about Activision Blizzard. It's just been like um, a deluge of just bombshells where it's just... um, Mm. um, There's just been a huge sexual harassment scandal that's been happening with Activision. Uh, Jason Schreier's been reporting on it. Everyone's been reporting on it. Of a frat boy culture at Activision Blizzard. Also kind of just... Uh, a, a rape culture as well there's just been like a lot of stuff coming out about that and it's been kind of um it's been kind of shocking i think the most shocking thing that i read was um that there was a female co-worker who killed herself um because of how a man was treating her uh but um i don't know i think my my take on it is um I watched this YouTube video by Alana Pierce, who is a big YouTube influencer. And, uh, sorry, my, my my throat just did something. Um, she's a big YouTube influencer, and she um, did a video just about how she's not really surprised by any of this, and she's surprised that other people are surprised. And I think that's probably mm-hmm. an accurate reading of the situation. All of this stuff, all of this gaming frat boy culture stuff has always kind of been there so it's it's mm-hmm. not super surprising that all of this is happening um, but that's kind of how I'd frame it right now um Kevin what did you read about it
2: um, <clears throat> basically all the same stuff i I'm primarily surprised that I'm also impressed that the fans have been is like like they've actually been receiving it and and kind of they protesting in game about it they're all, there's a lot of stuff about all sorts of stuff. So I, I, and I've known, I've always worked with like tons of people who are into video games and almost everyone I know has always been huge on blizzard. That's like the one developer that I know that like everyone I know, like loves them. They've all like, it's, it's just been an experience for like most of my life. Um, and it's weird to see like people finally like, Oh, you know, this is bad. This is a bad company. Like I don't want to buy their games anymore. So it's, it's. It's just weird to have that pers- to see that perspective with people. Like, I've been criticizing Blizzard for other reasons, mostly because I think that since since they got bought by Activision, a lot of their higher people's staff have left. That turns out that was not for the reasons I initially thought it was, but more related to this, this stuff that, you know, these these bombs that have been coming out. But it's just been really interesting to see. Well, sort of. See. It's, it's some, some of it is. Depends on who, it, who, okay. who you're talking about. But um, it's just interesting to see kind of, a little behind the curtain there with that company because they've been, I think really, <clears throat> one of the most influential developers of the past 20 years. I mean, they really fueled the RTS boom of the 90s and then mm-hmm. World of Warcraft, um, you know, now Overwatch, huge game. So like, the, you know, Blizzard has got, they're a big player in the industry. It's weird to see this this happen and, and just, it's been, it's, it's shocking. I'm it's just, God, I, I, right. I'm, it's good to see that uh, Kotick seems to really be handling it from at least publicly like they got rid of some of the well, top uh, people yeah so,
0: don't give them too much credit
1: but yeah uh, i'm not i'm not sure about giving ceos credit for this kind of let's, stuff <laughs>
0: but
2: well, let, let me let's be clear about like the allegations sure oh. for sure okay L- let, like me just, the, let me just let me just like say like why i said that because sure. like sure i'm sure he's probably known about this for a while and they're only doing it now to appease investors who are probably really pissed of right course. either way he could have sided with Fran Townsend and just been like, oh, this is, this is not true. Like, like they, could, they didn't have to do, he didn't have to can anyone, right? They, they, they could have fought mm. this totally. I think they absolutely could have. And they probably could have even potentially gotten away with it. So, like, at least that there's something happening, I think is a good thing. Whether like, like, I think it's easy to be cynical about that and be like, yeah. oh, you know, blah, blah. Maybe, I know, I'm not a fan of, Bob, of Kotick, let me just right. say that, <laughs> or Activision. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I think my thing is, um, I remember Ubisoft did the same thing when their sexual harassment allegations came out. Like some people got canned, whatever. And then like immediately they brushed it under the rug and they just kind of depended on media amnesia. And it kind it worked mm-hmm. like people don't really talk about the Ubisoft sexual harassment scandals anymore. So I feel like, um, yeah. on the one hand, sure. I'll hand it to, to, you know the leadership there but on the other hand i think a lot of it is just pr and being like they'll forget about it in about two months like so that's my. But like they didn't part. get
2: rid of the head of ubisoft like jay allen Brack is didn't, out he's gone yeah yeah. yeah the head of hr is so, gone like true, let's true.
0: contextualize that a little bit because J- well first i want to really quickly talk about explicitly or, or just briefly what the allegations are is, is that there's like disparity in wages like not not just between men and women but specifically between men and women which is i think one of the biggest pieces driving the lawsuit from the mm. state of california uh, but also that i guess blizzard employees tend to make less than their peers at other companies which is crazy because blizzard's i mean yeah, do you know how much multi- it costs to transfer a character in world of warcraft like
3: oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <what the fuck? laughs> um but and also just like a frat boy culture where, where there's lots of drinking and lots of sexual harassment in the workplace like rampant sexual harassment and um, and then like certain individuals who are going above and beyond in that category of sexual harassment. But um, Jason Schreier has framed this this Kotick angle as being sort of like Bobby Kotick has wanted to get more and more control over Blizzard for like a decade. And every time Blizzard has a little scandal, he uses that as a, as a sort of an excuse to take ground. So like Jason Schreier is framing it that, that it's not so much that Bobby Kotick is like worried about things that are happening so much as he just wants more control over Blizzard. Mm. And, like, Blizzard has... Blizzard was able to retain their uh, autonomy despite becoming part of Activision because they were so successful and, and they were they, they were so consistently delivering and, and, like, avoiding scandal and stuff like that. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I don't really know what's going on, but, like, it, it is good to see, like, people like Jab, Jalen Brack, who... I'm not a fan of, merely because I've only really seen him say one thing, which was like somebody asked him a question about like, why don't you guys bring World of Warcraft Classic back basically? Like, why don't you make servers that were like the game used to be? And he was just like, you don't want that. And he basically gave an example, it's like the, which is like the textbook reason that people don't like modern MMOs. Like he's like, no, you got all these convenience features. Um, he just seemed like, the, like kind of an asshole who was mm-hmm. like an arrogant asshole. And I think we see this over and over again, in gaming companies where they like believe their hype and they become kind of rock stars and they start acting badly. And, and mm-hmm. I think that that like, I don't know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing to deal with.
1: Yeah, Definitely. I think, um, I, I guess like the way, here's the thing, like this culture is so toxic and so prevalent in the game industry or just like any industry really that um i Tech. think like the thing that i would say is like if you're at like a work event or whatever and you see something like you know don't just like accept it because you know that person might be your friend or whatever like if you see a man being weird towards a woman like you don't have to like confront him and say like hey don't do that you can just kind of like go up to him and be like come on man like you know it's just mm. don't don't just uh I know in the past I have, like, seen stuff like that and I regret not doing anything but, like, you know, I'm trying to get better to, like, when I see something at a work event or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. Just uh, be aware that – try not to accept everything as normal if you're a man, you know.
0: Right. Also, these companies have been, like – run by dudes who are interested in the games and like part of the reason there's a frat boy culture, right? Like people say, well, the reason there's so many guys that work at blizzard is because guys like their games. Right. So, you know, this would be like the common, like like apologist response guys like their games. So they hire guys, blah, 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 Mm. blah, Like blizzard's a billion dollar corporation. They should have a more robust human resource policy. They should have recruiters like building out, employing more women, like making it a more like, Broader systemic change, so that like that kind of culture doesn't exist in the first place, and I think mm-hmm. I don't think it's just Blizzard. I think it's it's going to be like we're we're coming out of the 20th century, which is just a very sexist century, and like like everybody's got a lot of baggage they've got to deal with, and like big systemic changes that just kind of break up the icebergs and make it so that that kind of shit isn't possible are probably going to be the solution.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: and just just like I just want to comment on. I absolutely believe that Bobby Kotick is an opportunist in this and, and he's doing this for his own gain. I, there's no doubt in my mind that that is true. But even having that being the case, like getting rid of the people who are specifically named in the lawsuit, who are like have been allowing this behavior for like 15 years or whatever, like is a good thing. Either way, Like sure. it's going to help people. So like that's that's what I'm trying to emphasize is that. perspective. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to undercut you there. Like that's yeah. totally I, I think. I think we've reached a place where actions have consequences. Like the the sea has changed. If 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 all of this was said ten years ago, nobody would have really cared, right? But I mean, like like there's that video online which you guys pointed out to me, where, where this girl saying, "Hey, can we have you know like characters who don't look as though they came out of a Victoria's Secret catalog?" And Jay Allen Brack and the other uh, I don't remember his name, but Alex, the other guy who's was yeah. na- named. Kind of, they kind of just blow her off, and they're they're kind of rude to he her. Says, and like, well, what, what kind of, of do like you like
2: her to have like that? Yeah, right, and
0: it, so. not taking it seriously. Um, and and it's so I think you know, ten years ago, somebody would be like, yeah, dumb bitch, right? <laughs> like, it like was things 10 years changed. Ago. Well, no, I'm saying, that if you look at the YouTube comments that, that from ten years ago, I bet you everybody would be like, oh, those guys. They they shut her that stupid chick up, but now people are mm-hmm. like, "Wow, this is obvious." So like, I think mm-hmm. our perspective has changed a lot, hopefully for the better. And mm-hmm. you know, th- these companies need to like reorganize it in a way that like is is more egalitarian.
1: Uh, I think what you said, what you're saying, Aaron, and, and what you're also saying, Kevin, is like really important. Is just like this idea that sometimes. Um, individual like like companies tend to view things as like a personal problem or an individual problem like oh it's just a few bad eggs but really it is like the whole hiring process that needs to change so like change the system don't change the individual sort of thing like well like you can change the like you can change the individual but if you want to make long sustainable change you got to change how how hr operates and all that you have to,
0: yeah. You have to change like the way that they, the kind of cultures that these companies have across the board. And I think, right? I think we're seeing that change in the like gamer sphere in general. Is that you know we're like, oh well, lots of people play games, not just you know dudes that are fifteen to forty and whatever. You know that, that like love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: except no the guys that like really really love Star Wars except the Disney ones and hit they'll like write long reddit essays about why the Disney ones are bad those, those ones mm. <laughs>
0: Reddit essays um but yeah, I don't know. it's interesting like Kevin, you were saying that this is kind of part of a a broader trend of of Blizzards sort of decline. Did you want mm-hmm. to comment on that?
2: Yeah, it's interesting because there's been a lot of things that have kind of happened in the past, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess 10 years, I guess like three years really, but it's been, I think it's been longer than that, but a lot of their top leadership have changed. They had the Diablo Immortal thing, which definitely didn't go well. Um, (laughs) They like killed uh, Heroes of the Storm, which was uh, this like uh, MOBA game. And the irony to me of them killing the esports scene for that for that game is because like that ge- that genre MOBA was born on their platform, so it's just weird that like their own version of it didn't succeed. It's odd. It's it's mm-hmm. a weird thing. I feel like um, the Blizzard style exists outside of Blizzard now. You got Riot. You got Dota Two. You know, like those are those are games mm-hmm. that are they they look kind of like Blizzard games. Even if like they look they, they play kind of they have the same kind of style. Like uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the, I don't know. I just I just wonder like. Where are they gonna be in the next five years? Like, I think they'll recover from this because they're a colossal Titan of a company. And I think they yeah. have you know franchises that are really well received, but like I think it's gonna be hard. I think they're gonna have to really do some reorganizing. It's 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 weird. And I also feel like they've become they're just not the same people. And like, you know, that's the same case of like id, id software, mm-hmm. or really the same people that made the original Dooms, but the new Doom games are well received. Um I criticize Doom Eternal, but I still like it. I think it's a fun game. Um yeah. like that, but you know Diablo Did you, didn't, what was you that didn't Diablo? like Doom Eternal? Uh, I, I liked it. I have some complaints, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Sorry, sorry. Uh, um. But um but like um, if you look at the Warcraft 3 Reforged thing, that's like considered to be one of the worst games ever made. Like Blizzard's remaster mm. of a darling game is considered mm. to be one of the worst games ever made. That's a that's a weird thing to have happened, you know? Yeah. So like I, I, I do think that that the, the change in leadership, the talent loss, like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure this out and it's they're gonna be in a big recovery time so I just wonder what what will happen in the next five years with them uh, it's yeah
1: oh I kind of want to just jump in on that um, because uh, Brad Shoemaker I believe on the last like game of the year discussion for uh, giant bomb that he was on he like had a huge rant about why that reforged game was the worst game of the year and he said it wasn't just the game that was bad it was it was indicative that that whole company is just going to shit. So I recommend mm. uh, seeking that out if you have the chance.
2: Interesting, I believe it. it they yeah. they broke Warcraft three with it too. Like they broke an old game with it. It's just such a weird, bizarre thing. That is crazy. Yeah. That's that sucks. Um, th- there's a real
0: like ship of Theseus issue with developers where it's like mm-hmm. over time it's like is this really the same group mm-hmm. of talent that that
2: we liked for all these previous uh, games. Yeah. I think, I think like, that's true. And, like, it's I imagine that's a problem with Ubisoft. Because if you look at any Ubisoft game, they have, like, none of the same people on, like, almost any of their games. But, like, I feel like the teams n- know what the franchise they're making should mm-hmm. represent. Like, yeah. I think 2016, Doom 2016, really, and like, mm-hmm. fully on Im- I think that that game really was accurate to the franchise, right? Like, we all love that game. We talked about it. Yeah. It was my game of the year for 2016. Orange yeah. was Hitman, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was my number two it was my number two it was my tired game of the year but it's, yeah. It's, yeah and Aaron yeah and it's an interesting perspective but I think like in like EA too like uh, like they're making a new Mass Effect game like is the new game going to be true to the first three games or is it going to be more of an Andromeda kind of story like I don't know but I, I hope that they, they they can get that nailed in so like I don't know Blizzard if they can recover yeah I mean, it,
0: it's yeah. Sometimes, like, you have like a company where like people are coming there to work on that type of game, and there's this sort of institutional knowledge that carries on throughout mm-hmm. the, the the individuals coming in and out of the com- company. But Blizzard, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Blizzard. It's uh, it's worth noting also that Riot was also named in yeah. it is, is also under uh, lawsuit by the state of California's Department of Fair Labor Practices. I think it is or something like that. Um so which is also I mean Blizzard uh, Blizzard sorry Riot had a huge sexual harassment scandal 2 years ago nobody talks about that anymore so you're right Kevin yeah. there is I think you're that you're pointing out that actions are having consequences in a way that they didn't in the past um mm-hmm. yeah that's Change that's, is good uh,
2: even if it's for cynical reasons
0: Yeah yeah I mean that's yeah that's the way the world is Uh yeah. all right I guess uh oh, it's it's also worth noting we have a Kevin and I have a friend who started working there like a few weeks ago and has literally been like 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 going through his orientation period while this uh, while this is unfolding. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine how that is for, for them. Yeah, interesting but, experience,
2: no doubt. Uh,
0: yeah. All right. Let's so Outer Wilds is getting an expansion.
1: Oh yeah. Um let, I'll just uh, talk about this really briefly, but Anna uh, Interactive had a really cool showcase mm. like a week mm. or two ago. Uh, I kinda watched it just out of boredom. And, like, my EKG meter was, like, you know, fairly high. I was, like, kind of interested in a lot of the games. But then the bombshell announcement was at the way end, and it was an Outer Wilds expansion, which is, um, for people who've been following the cast for the past year, Outer Wilds is one of my favorite games ever. So I'm very excited to play that. And uh, I think, honestly, along with Halo Infinite, uh, that's probably my most anticipated game. It comes out end of September.
2: Nice,
0: that is cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, I still need to play that game. It's I, on
1: Game Pass. I played it on yeah. Game Pass a little bit.
0: I, I I have purchased that game like three times, and <laughs> it's on Game Pass. So, uh,
1: the one thing I'll <laughs> say it, it'll get played. The one thing I'll say about Outer Wilds is that it kind of takes a while to get into because, like, you're gonna just kind of feel like you're just flying around this universe this time loop universe and there doesn't really seem to be a purpose to any of it but then once yeah. you start to connect the dots for like the bigger mystery it really turns into it's a one slow of the burn. best. Yeah. But really I, I, I can I, 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 I think
0: tonight. I got a rough sketch of that. Uh, it, it looks great. I, I wish I had seen I'll have to watch the Annapurna thing Annapurna's like quickly turning into quite a quite a publisher of just really good um, indie games I guess or like be i don't know what you would call them i mean they're indie games but they definitely tend to be higher budget than they're not triple a games double a games i don't know whatever they're good it, games it
1: kind of seems like they're kind of rolling with the idea of um making like cinematic like kind of indie games that are mm-hmm. like kind of like in the same way sundance was curated is curates all of these indie voices that's kind of what anna is yeah. turning into i think
0: they're, they're the a24 of they're, publishers
1: that's actually the perfect analogy i was just gonna yeah. say that exactly
2: where's all the horror content though yeah kevin's, <laughs> like, <laughs> kevin's like what the fuck? <laughs> what are <you> talking about? <laughs> where's the witch or whatever <laughs> they're yeah, a24 hereditary. i want some quality horror stuff
0: that's true where's the where's my under the skin um yeah. it's okay Oren, so we were on hiatus for three weeks uh and Kevin and I were in Maine, where we did not play any video games for. I was there for two weeks. Kevin was, was there for a week. So Oren is gonna do most of the game. Although I've actually, I, I played a lot of games in the last few days. But uh, Oren, <laughs> you played Death Door. You didn't like it. You've been ranting about it on Twitter. What the fuck
1: happened? <laughs> shut up! Shut up! <laughs> nah, I loved. Uh, I loved Death Store. I played. Um, I actually checked my Xbox time um, before. <laughs> Logging onto the podcast, and I'm at 27 hours, uh, two playthroughs, Ooh. and I have a 1,000 gamer score. So I bled this game dry. Um, yeah,
0: thanks for putting that in last month because uh, I'm going to tell you this month you fucked, you fucked, you're going to lose.
1: Yeah, uh, I won yeah, the but... gamer score wars this month, but um, or last month, but no, yeah, it, well, it was fine. it was fantastic. What, what I have to say about Death Store is, um, it's basically just to paint a picture. Um, if you guys liked Hyperlight Drifter, this is basically the spiritual sequel to Hyperlight Drifter. It's almost the same type of game. It's just um, very gameplay-wise. Gameplay wise, yeah, it's very Zelda-like exploration through this small Metroidvania world where you're discovering secrets, fighting bosses, getting upgrades that allow you to progress. And I thought it was really neat. Uh, I thought the thing that stood out to me the most about the game was. Um, just how it goes about secrets. Like, you'll just be traversing the world, and you'll go back through the same areas, and then you'll see something and be like, that thing doesn't quite look right. And then you'll explore it, or you'll use a power on it, and it and it will unlock a secret, you know? So, the game is just packed full of cool secrets that require a lot of thinking and a lot of being like what if i try this how do i get to this area i see this area but there's not a clear path to it so what should what do i need to do to get to that area i think the game just did a really great job with that kind of exploration um and yeah it was a cool game i i think it's it's definitely in my game of the year conversation and uh if you're looking for a great xbox game that's an indie game it's it's a really awesome hyper light drifter clone or a zelda clone i should say
0: but but really well i mean it's like the derivation like going being stretched out but like very hyper light drifter which which is good because that company isn't making a sequel currently anyway right they're making a total a totally different game but um but like aesthetically different like maybe aesthetically
1: like a tim schafer uh, game i'd say like yeah, like the, Grim Fandango mm. kind of like that's the aesthetic Even a
0: little bit Hollow Knight in the music mm. kind of reminds me of Hollow Knight like like a very cuz like Hyperlight Drifter has this like very specific like 70s science fiction Ralph Bakshi kind of aesthetic and like there's none mm. of that here but the the combat is sweet the boss battles are good I've only played a few hours of it but I really liked what I've played and um I don't know I'm looking forward is it a long game
1: um so I played the game so here's how I played the game. I played the game cuz sometimes I have this really bad problem where I look up the solution to secrets cuz I'm like, "Ah, oh, I can't figure it out. I'm just going to look it up online." I really yeah. made the point with this game to not look up any of the secrets cuz I really wanted to go through the process of figuring shit out. Um mm-hmm. if I looked shit if I looked stuff up online, it probably would have taken my first playthrough about 11 or 12 hours. But because mm-hmm. I allowed myself to be stuck and like really try to figure stuff out, it, it, it took me more like 17 hours. but it nice. was it was totally worth it. Like there were so many moments in the game where I was like, what? that's what you have to do. And I of course, I that I live for moments like that in games. So yeah, it, it yeah. was a really neat. Really neat experience. Like there were there were moments in the game where I would just like traverse an area to be like, I think like there's something in the corner over here, and I'll just discover a new NPC, and I'm like, what? There's a new NPC here? Like it's just cool game, cool game.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, uh, De- Death's door. I... Death's door, Death Store. Death Store. Death Store. Yeah, I- I'm gonna try to finish that up quickly here. Although I, I have like way too much on my plate again. But I finished Sekiro, so that's good. Um, I finished it before I left. I was like, I was out in the last boss, and I was kind of messing around with the Demon of Hatred, which is one of the optional bosses, which is really like a Dark Souls boss in a not-Dark Souls game. Uh, and I decided I just didn't care. I wanted to beat the game. Or no, I'm sorry. I beat the game. and then I, But then, like, once you beat the game, like, you don't actually go on to New Game+. Plus. And I was like, huh, I could go on a new game plus or not. And so I did not beat the Demon of Hatred. But I found the last boss battle to be actually really rewarding, really good fight. Like, I, I had heard so much about how hard it was. And I had struggled so much with Al the Father that I was a little a little scared, honestly. Like, a, But I didn't have a ton of trouble with it. Like, I think I probably tried it 30 times. But I swear 15 of those attempts were me screwing up on the first phase because it's a three-phase battle. And just letting myself die to start over. So, like, the actual time spent with the last the last two phases was maybe, like, 10, 15, not like a ton. Like, compared to, like, I literally think I played Al the Father like 50, anywhere between 50 and 100 times. So like, that was just, like, that fight was so much harder for me. I don't know what the story is. But I really like Sekiro. I, I stand by that I think it might be, until we get a Bloodborne remaster anyway, it might be the best from software product on the market that you could play um, and it it, it was it, it's it's just a it's a fantastic game
1: awesome definitely is I, I don't really yeah. have anything to add to that but um, yeah Sekiro's dope
2: I think after playing through it I was like I could see why someone would say this is the best from game like I, I totally understand that person I think it's totally valid like I wouldn't argue with it like they're all amazing really that's how I feel about
0: it yeah it, I have also as I was mentioning accidentally spent, you know, like 17, 18 hours playing Dark Souls in the last three days. Uh so I, I've compared that to the two. I've mean, I've had a pretty good comparison of the two. Um like it's interesting. Like you were saying, Kevin, that you thought that Sekiro's individual battles were better than the boss battles and that the Dark mm-hmm. Souls boss battles were maybe a better better part of that game relative to Sekiro. And mm-hmm. I actually think I, I have the opposite um Intuition on this, because I think, especially going back and replaying Dark Souls, so many of the Dark Souls boss battles are these, like, towering monsters that, like, fuck up the camera, and they just don't, (laughs) like, they're kind of goofy and just flipping around, whacking them, flipping around, whacking them, whereas, like, these boss battles in Sekiro, unlike other games, were just, like, absolute, like, final exams, just, like, I I had to get good at them. The fact that, like, you're not usually fighting someone who's, like, eight times your height, they're just, you know... They're just three feet taller than you uh, but they're you know they're like it, like it, it it looks it's a lot more e- easy to uh, follow visually it looks better um, and that, like that was my favorite part of the game whereas when I play through dark Souls for me, the thing that I, I find so the thing that brings me back is like getting to the next bonfire unlock figuring out how to get through this navigate this environment and survive is really the key draw although the boss battles are fun I'm like the Sekiro boss battles like almost every one of those fights sticks with me and i'm like oh that was good i want to i want to do that again which i've actually uh almost beaten the game under game plus too i should say i, I played through <laughs> a significant portion of it on new game plus but uh yeah
2: nice i think uh the reason i say that is because i find some of the Sekiro bosses to be a little too frustrating they're a little too long you have to take attack them one too many times you die one just a little too fast that's really yeah. it. It's just yeah. that statistical problem. It's like if they die a little mm-hmm. faster and you do a little more damage, probably would, wouldn't feel that way. That's no, really all I, it is. I, it's just that.
0: I, I definitely felt that while I was fighting them. Uh, maybe now that I'm not, now that there's a little time is put between me and those fights, mm-hmm. I, I'm like forgetting that. But like I do think something about Al the Father, man, that fight like he, he was inconsistently mm-hmm. he could kill you with one hit in a way that I don't think any other boss could. And like it was such a long fight, like 10 minutes, you're, you're, To fuck up after fighting a boss for like seven to ten minutes is just punishing.
2: Uh, I just think also uh, Dark Souls' world traversal was like basically best in class of any game I'd ever played in terms of like fighting enemies and going. It was just, I've I've never had seen a game like that. And then Sekiro's like, we're going to do that, but you can stealth and you can jump. And it was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's that's why I do wish
0: Sekiro did not have um, uh, fast travel from the beginning because. Like there is something mm-hmm. great about having you know fifty thousand souls, and I need to get all the way down to the uh, the pyromancer trainer from from in Orlando, and I gotta walk the whole way there. Mm-hmm. That, like it's only in half the game, but like that that sort of like trucking, you know, like escort the convoy, basically. Like you gotta you gotta protect your your cargo. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty fun.
2: No, it is. It's awesome. I I'm wondering if Elden Ring will be like that because it has this horse mechanic a traversal. So maybe that'll be. No fast travel, I kind of hope there's none.
0: I kind of doubt it, but I, I would love to see them ditch fast travel. I, I know a lot of people are just like, why would you say that? But, like, I fucking hate Convenience fast Convenience can ruin an experience. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> hate fast travel. And I will use it. If it's there, no, I, I will know. use it. Convenience It's impossible to not use. Yeah. Um, but it really
2: can make something less evolved, Yeah.
0: I don't know. So, uh, okay. Okay. Well that's I think that's it for Sakura. so I, I strongly endorse the game, really had a great time with it. like I, it, I guess the, the the one thing I want to add before is it is like that last boss battle, like I really felt after spending so much time with the game and really suffering that I had gotten so good at the game, so much better. I' would seen so much improvement in my ability to play the game that that loss that last boss battle, I felt at the end right before I killed the boss, like I was the boss. And he was the player. Like, I really was like, you're that's fucking awesome. dead, dude. I've got you. I still have two Estes flasks. I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, it was such a good, like, in, like such an incredible moment that I was like, oh, and I, like, texted you guys, like, right after that. But I was just like, God, that was fucking incredible. Like, just that, that reversal of feeling like now I'm the master was, mm-hmm. uh, was amazing. That is cool.
1: Uh, I will say about that's what that. what
0: Bloodborne
2: uh, does. Prey destroyed. You know? Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, I follow a lot of, like, Souls content creators, and it seems like it's becoming more and more of a consensus that the Isshin boss fight is the best Souls boss fight. Like, it's just... It, it really is a, just a fantastic boss fight. Because mm. you're, you're right. It's, it's just like one you have to practice for. Yeah, it's the final exam. <laughs> it's, like, the ultimate final exam, you know? So it's it's awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh man. That that moment though was the, it got me good. Uh all right. H- have we have we all played The Ascent?
1: I played for like an hour. About an hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I played for a couple hours. Uh so maybe we won't have that much to say. The Ascent is a cyberpunk top-down twin-stick shooter mm-hmm. with RPG mechanics <clears throat> and really really nice graphics. Yes. Um, yeah
2: very nice graphics you know what the first thing i thought when i saw it what? this looks like 3d starcraft or 3d fallout mm, like the original sure. 90s pre-rendered style but like mm-hmm. it's real time and it's 3d like it, it really yeah. like, i love the style of that game yeah it's a looker
1: i'm not i'm I, I, not so yeah go ahead I
0: was just going to say, when I started playing it, I was like, man, this game seems cool, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to, like, get into it. Like, I I don't know. Sometimes when I'm starting a game, it feels a little bit like work until the game has kind of proved itself to me. Yeah. And I had that feeling for about 10 minutes. And then I got into a few fights. And then I was like, oh, I want to do that again. I want to get in another fight. I want to get in another fight. Then I was like, this (laughs) game's got a very satisfying combat loop.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yes. I, think, I think I'm think i a little bit on the other side I was kind of bored by the first 30 minutes Like or what I played I don't know It was just kind of like You're yeah. in like this kind of dumpster Like sewage factory place And you're just kind of shooting like giant rats It felt like And I was just kind of
0: Did you get out of there?
1: Uh no I only played like oh, 45 minutes I to w- an hour So
0: Okay well you I would assume you're very close to getting out of there I'd recommend getting out of there um, the the initial enemies are a little boring, but, like, it definitely... I mean, you didn't find the combat to be kind of satisfying?
1: Well, this, the guns felt good, but I was still... I got yeah. the submachine gun, the submachine gun felt good, but I don't know. I just... Maybe I'll really give it a shot because sometimes games take a few hours for them to gel with me. So I'll, I'll give it another mm-hmm. shot. It definitely, as Kevin said, it looked amazing, and it looks like a classic CRPG. Um, but like, mm-hmm. if it came mm-hmm. out in 2021, and uh, so I, I'm interested. I'm interested. I've heard a lot of comparisons to Diablo, like that kind of mm-hmm. loot grind.
2: Mm-hmm. The um, <clears throat> the lead artist on that game. I think his name is Tor Frick. I might be wrong on that. He worked on Wolfenstein New Order. Really? Kind of makes sense. Yeah. So you're looking at it because the the Germans have this kind of cyberpunk style in that game. It's like the 60s, like cyberpunk, kind of like steam, you know, like the red lights. Though they have that kind of look. So it makes it's kind of it looks like his style. I, I just wanted to say, like. Um, when I'm looking at the game, and I've seen journalists say the same thing, but I had the exact same feeling. Like I kept expecting Cyberpunk 2077 to look more like this. Mm. It's more like Akira, or I don't know. Aaron said Final Fantasy VII. I see that too. And Blade kind Runner, of yeah. Blade Runner vibe. I mean, that's not hitting on Cyberpunk. It's Cyberpunk doing its own thing. But like, I had an expectation it would look like this game does, which mm. I think is cool. It has this very like vertical. You know wire mesh kind of thing going on I I like that a lot. I think that's that really I feel very immersed in that kind of setting
0: It it's a very like effectively done cyberpunk setting. Um, I do I have like mixed feelings about cyberpunk settings because I feel like we get them so much in gaming and there's we get a very narrow slice of them But then I'm like there for it every time almost at the same time So I kind of
2: feel like it's (laughs) rare Cyberpunk settings yeah compared to like fantasy
0: that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, fair point. I, I guess it's just like the, like Sid Mead's view of cyberpunk has been reiterated a lot. Which Sid Mead is the uh, creative director for cyberpunk, and I, I want to say RoboCop. Some some pretty notable works.
2: Um, By cyberpunk. But, I, sorry, you Neuromancer. I'm
0: sorry. Uh, the movie uh, Blade Runner. Oh, Sid Blade Mead. Runner. Was the art director for Blade Runner ah, okay. the film? So he created. He created so, the style, basically. He created eventually. the style. He he he. Like you, like I. Uh, yes, he he created the style. Like so, a lot. There's a lot of retread of of Sid Mead, and Sid Mead's art and his his stylings are incredible, and it's. I, I like seeing it, but I I want to see it, you know, expanded upon a little bit. Um, that's it. They do such a a good job. It's so effective, and it's so it looks so nice. And like once you get to the city area, it's kind of fun to explore. Like that's one thing that I think this game does really well is it has a lot of non-linear exploration available. You can kind of go in different directions. The cities and the world and the dungeons unfurl in different directions, and it's 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 optional often, and it's mm. it's generally been rewarding. Uh, cool. Yeah, it. I, I like it. Play I should
1: give it ball. another shot. I really should give it another shot. Like I finished up like the two video essays I wanted to do. I'm a little bored. Like now I'm kind of like in a now what situation. So I think I'll just give the ascent a real shot now.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's like, I'm liking it a lot. I have seen the reviews are kind of mixed. Like some people really, really like it. And there were some pretty negative reviews. So I don't know what that's about. Maybe Mm -hmm. it, it gets bad later, but it, the, the user my, score my,
1: has been pretty high on metacritic it's one of those games where yeah. the critics were kind of mixed on it but the user score i believe mm-hmm. is at like a 7.9 or an eight so it's one of those yeah. games it seems like gamers love it critics are a little mixed on it hmm.
0: uh yeah but I, I like i just think it's the the combat loop is very satisfying yeah. um if, if you want to go crazy with upgrades, it's got that. And the world and setting are extremely well delivered, and, and like, there's a lot of exploration available. So if you're looking for a satisfying combat loop with lots of exploration in a cyberpunk setting, there you go.
2: The ironic thing about I'm this down. game is I was playing Gauntlet uh, with my girlfriend, and I was like, man, if I was to make an indie game, maybe the first game I should make would be a sci-fi Gauntlet game. And then, like, this comes out, like, a week later. and I'm like, ah, fuck. Huh. Look at that idea. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> Someone already beat me to it. It's probably way better than I would ever have done. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it came out of nowhere. I, I, like, I had not heard of
0: this game. It looks a lot like that game Ruiner that came out, like, four years ago that I heard was kind
2: of not that great. Um, I, but I wanted to give this game props for shipping with couch co-op as an option. It's literally called couch mm. co-op. It's four-player. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That's not that's a common really thing cool. these days. I have to always commend developers to do that in games. So, yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Flight Sim has arrived on console. Uh, I will just quickly talk about this because we have talked about it a lot.
2: Oren, did you play it?
0: No, yeah. Yet.
1: It's such like a big download that I've been afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but <Fair. laughs> that's true. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll try. I'll, like, I, I do plan on trying it.
0: Um. So, like two two anecdotes. One, I think that flight sim i've seen people talk about flight sim as though it is just a nerdy sim game for dorks with their with with the with their flight sticks to use you know (laughs) but uh, for those of you who couldn't see obviously i uh, pulled out my flight stick but i really do think that like everybody will have at least 10 20 hours of of a good time with this game like i think it's it's not just a game for for people like who want to nerd out and fly Boeing 747s like it's a a pretty incredible experience that people ought to try even if they're like unsure about it Uh, the other thing is that I recently I got a drone, a DJI Mini 2 and I was flying it around and I wish I had done this prior to flying the drone if you want to fly a drone not so much in an architectural area but in a natural setting and you want to get an idea of what you can see and how to line up your shots go into flight sim pick one of the slow flying planes and you can scout out your shit. Cause it's such a realistic, like uh, version of the world. Like I was able to like cool. fly a plane where I flew the drone and compare it. And it was like very, very close, but I was like, God wow. damn it. If I just flown 200 feet higher, I would have seen all of this. It was, I was like, ah, so I was like, man, I should have flown this first in flight sim. So I could have like, sc- you know, scoped out my uh, drone shots. That's so but, cool. Uh,
1: yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I never, I've Light never ever thought of it that way, but now that you put it yeah, that way, been. that's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you
2: could, if you, you could go learn about like a place you have to go travel and like see what's around and it's just, it's Completely. So cool. And yeah. It's awesome. The,
0: the thing that they, that they, uh, clip made a documentary about the making of this game and they were, the developers were talking about the place, like the first place that everybody goes when they play the game is like their hometown or their home. Um yeah. And fly over it which is totally what I did like that was basically Correct. I basically went to all the places I knew and like just doing that is so satisfying just mm-hmm. getting in an easy to fly plane setting it to like easy mode and just checking out your hometown checking out the you know where you went to college checking out places you haven't been in 20 years or 10 years it's, it's really really awesome
2: it
1: is um I cool. might have that might have convinced me to download it actually
2: you should do it <laughs> right, I think you'd have some
1: fun
0: yeah, I think you'll like it more than
2: it's you, fun you'd to fly with other people too. And you just kind of hang out and just fly a direction and just like take it in and talk about like what you're seeing. It's pretty. It's a good like hangout game. Mm. It
0: continually surprises me as somebody who literally always plays it with all the assists on has never even tried to take off or land. I just start in the air and then leave in the air. Like, I I always have a good experience playing the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. I'm gonna try it.
0: Uh, speaking of good experiences, Oren, tell us about Metro Exodus.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to talk about two games at the same time. I'm going to talk about Wolfenstein the New Colossus and Metro Exodus. And I'm going to use this as a launching off, as a jumping off point for a prompt for both of you. Um, so I played through Wolfenstein the New Colossus. This, Believe it or not, I know you guys love this game. I was actually a little bit disappointed by new colossus when it came out uh i didn't think the gameplay was as fun as the new order i thought the story kind of fell flat a little bit but i I, on the other hand metro exodus is a game that i played in 2019 and i loved it i loved like everything about it now i play wolfenstein the new colossus i totally really like that game like i really i still have some minor uh nitpicks with it like i think the final act is a little weak compared to the rest of the game, but overall I really yeah. love how that game feels, I love the story, I love the characters, like, the game really grew on me this time and then I play Metro Exodus a game that I used to love, and I like could not finish the Volga section because the game is just too clunky too boring, I've tried. I've <laughs> stopped and started to play it so many times, and I'm like, wow I loved this game two years ago and now I just can't play it anymore, so I'm just going to say, I'm just going to throw out this prompt to both of you guys. Um, Has there been an experience that you can think of recently where you played a game within the past three or four years, let's say, and you didn't like it when you played it or you liked it when you played it and then you played it a few years later and you're like, oh, this game rules or, oh, wow, why did I ever like this game? Um, Have you had that experience recently, Aaron or Kevin?
2: Yes. Um... (laughs) the game that i played that i didn't like or i expected to like it and it's not exactly your prompt but i think it still fits was when i played sonic mania i was like oh man sonic more sonic content like 2d i love sonic and like i don't know if i love sonic that much (laughs) 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 like i grew up playing sonic it's like one of the first like childhood experiences that i had like You know, you'd think like the nostalgia would rule all, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I like Sonic gameplay that much these days. I think it's kind of not that awesome. So, Sonic Mania was like fun, but like, I always try to go back to play it and I can't bring myself to do it. Like, I just Hmm. played Sonic Mania the first time and that was it. And this is not to to disparage Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania is a very high end product. Kristen Whitehead is a masterclass artist and Mm. game designer. The stuff, the stuff on there is great. It's just, I think, the gameplay of the genre and the, and the, the franchise is just not for me anymore. Great as a kid, not so much now. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good example of a game that I returned to, although I will say, t- building off of what you said, uh, when I first played Latin New Classes, I was like, it was a cool game. I liked it. And then I got it on Switch, and I started really diving into it more. And then I went back to the PC, and I started playing the PC version like crazy, and I went did all the... Um, Enigma code missions and got all the parts and, and I really started exploring all the mechanics in that game and there's a lot there if you really spend the time on that game there's a lot of what, like they give you a, they give you a fight and you can solve it like 15 different ways like there's so many ways to play that game all the guns hmm. have so many different options like it's and, and it just feels so good to play like I think that game is a flawed masterpiece like it has some problems in the level design and some some of, I feel like it just honestly felt like it was rushed at points but like mm-hmm. I think it's I, I think it's a masterpiece game. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Like yeah, every time I play yeah. it, I'm like I love playing this game. Like I, I just played through it, played it two days ago, and I did a mission. And I was like, God, this game just feels so good to play. I just I love it.
1: Yeah, like, it was kind of like wild to me because I actually yeah like I didn't really like it when I played it. Like I I played it like in 2018, so not that long ago, and uh, like yeah, I thought the story was a little disappointing. Um, I didn't. It kind of like. I think like my thing with the story is that they resolve Bj BG, BG Blazkowicz's uh, story and arc like halfway through the game, so it kind of mm-hmm. just like keeps going, but it doesn't really go anywhere. But mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. through it again, I was more okay with it. I was more okay mm-hmm. that they did that, and I was more okay with some of the problems with the level design. And I was started to really embrace like the movement, the stealth action gameplay. It started to feel really mm-hmm. good. And now I really like Wolfenstein, the new Colossus, like arguably more than the first one, the new order. But like then I play Metro Exodus and I used to love that game. I totally vibed with like I played through it twice. I vibed with how slow it is, how methodical it was. But now I'm like, man, I feel like my whole suit's coated in molasses. I keep getting stuck (laughs) on like shrubs on the ground. Everything's just taking (laughs) too, too long to do. Like, I'm just like, ah, like
0: is it? Could it be, like, bad, like, controls with the, uh, the with the controller? Like, because I find that game to be pretty smooth playing with a mouse and keyboard, but I it's haven't played it. It's a sluggish it. game,
2: though. It yeah,
0: is. it is a sluggish game. It's just it's a uh, slower-paced game.
1: But it's weird, because I played it on PS4 when it was running at, like, 28 frames per second, and I was playing on a <laughs> right. controller, and, like, yeah, it took yeah. my character forever to move, and I totally didn't mind it then, but now I do mind it, and it... Makes me like realize like wow I guess uh, gaming and how it's evolved in the past couple of years has kind of spoiled me and I'm a little worried I'm a little nervous to go back and play a game like Red Dead Redemption Two where it literally takes forever to do anything like even picking mm. up an item as Arthur Morgan is like a five second animation I don't know if I could handle that now
2: Dude I I yeah. I like hated that game and loved it at the same time like playing it was a torturous experience. <laughs> but yes. I loved Arthur's character and the writing and all that was so good that, like, I just slogged through the slog of gameplay for that game. I know. Um, that, game, that game, man.
1: But, man, like, in, <laughs> 20, in 2018, I could handle it. I'd be like, okay, this is fucking slow, but I can handle it. I don't know if I can handle it now. I love Red Dead 2's story. I love the atmosphere. I love all that. But, like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I can handle, like, just, like, even turning arthur morgan in that game it's like oh, it's dude, like turning it's so a tank it's like oh, <laughs> gosh
0: i uh i booted that game up yesterday or the day before because they put a dlss patch and i wanted to check that out um which it's pretty nice it it bumps the frame rate up a bit but it makes it makes the hair look really bad something about <laughs> all of a sudden the hair is just fucked i'm like uh like i'm almost moment. just like fuck it uh
1: What's you know, your, what's I guess your ta- answer, Aaron? I didn't even ask you. Yeah,
0: yeah. let me think. So, okay, this is, this is actually probably going to be a surprising answer. But, like, when I was a kid, I played Doom a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. But I almost always played it with cheat codes on. And, you know, as a kid, like, I played it really in a, in a goofy way. And then sometime in the late 90s, like, it became very uncool for me to play Doom. Doom was, like, a fucking old game. And I was playing new games, like Goldeneye and Half-Life and... Medal of Honor and Call of Duty and at some point in the early 2000s I came back to Doom probably because of Kevin as an adult and played it the right way mm-hmm. and kind of experienced the game the way it was intended for the first time in my life um, even though I'd probably had you know two or three hundred hours playing the game so like it wasn't that I thought Doom was a bad game that I didn't like but just that it like I had sort of relegated it to Relegated it to like a childish thing in the past that like new games are so much better and blah 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 blah. And that's just like this old antiquated game. Why would I ever play that? And then when we played, I was like, Oh, actually, this game's kind of better than almost everything that's out right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that would be the answer. Like, I got and the other thing is like, God, I hate to say this, but like, uh, you know, it's not totally true. Goldeneye is still fun, but like, I loved Goldeneye, like, I played so much Goldeneye that like I was having golden eye dreams when I would like <laughs> see like uh, cargo containers, they would look like go- golden eye textured. Like I played so much golden eye that it was like fucking with my reality. And like, I don't think I could play that game right now. Um, I yeah. mostly for technical reasons. You can play it on PC with mouse and keyboard and all at 60, 60 frames per second. And it's, yeah. But like a lot of what made that game, like there's so many brilliant ideas. Like the execution isn't, totally there anymore or it's 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 just kind of hard to enjoy like it's one of those games that like time has sort of like made it more challenging for me to enjoy it even with a better presentation because um but then you see you do see like like in some ways that's like the precursor to like Hitman like non-linear levels where you get like you get to use different tools and you get to fuck around like poke at the fucking systems Um break
2: the security camera turn
0: off the alarm so I don't yeah. want to I don't want to say that like I hate it now but like time has changed my perspective on that game a lot
1: yeah i'm That's kind of i i don't think i'll ever get tired of like you know doing stealth headshots with a silence pistol in those games like that never gets yeah. old to me but yeah like i mean i don't know even even perfect dark is like way more fun than Goldeneye, i think
2: Mm-hmm. yeah uh, I got so, the Goldeneye collection like the rem- like the remaster that leaked that leaked. I got it. I have the emulation I got it worked on my PC played it for ten minutes like this is awesome and I haven't played it since <laughs> Right, right us, so, like I'm saying
0: every time I install Dark Souls on anything. Yeah. I spend 15 to 20 hours playing it with like involuntarily so like there's
2: Why is know. the 2d uh, FPS that came out four years earlier doom way more fun? I don't know It's way more fun <laughs> It's. I, and, I still, yeah. I'll play that. I'll play a whole episode of that. Still, I'll sit down and play. Played hundreds of times. I played that. Yeah. Long, I'll, I'll do it again. It's always fun. I probably played
0: play through Doom like every three months. Like
2: yeah, yeah. Complete, like lately, especially. Um,
0: all right. That. Uh. Well, I, I'm sorry that Metro Exodus doesn't speak to your soul anymore. It did speak to my soul. I'm enjoying it, although I haven't beaten it. So maybe, like, I will say the Volga the the first area I like the most. Um, I hear that the third area is good. I haven't quite got there yet. The second area is yeah. good, but I'm slightly less compelled there
1: the the third area so here's the thing like i have a, i'm not gonna play it now but like remembering that game the third area has like a really cool level design gimmick that makes it sing and i think you'll appreciate mm. it
0: all right i'll probably finish that up once i uh, once i finish something else um kevin yo yeah, yo, yeah. kotor 2 what's going on with this that's yeah, a good Coach, ass game
2: it is I got KOTOR. remember I was talking about the writing in Bioware games and I wanted to see what the uh, you know Black Isle not Black Isle Obsidian games were like so I got KOTOR yeah. 2 on Xbox and I want to say one thing KOTOR 2 on Xbox looks great runs in high really? resolution what resolution that is I don't know but there's no Jaggies anywhere so obviously yeah. there's some upscaling going on or upresing 1440p really. they, they, you get yeah. double res it looks great I think it's 30fps still which is honestly fine for that game because it's not yeah. an action game um, and also, it's auto HDR, which is like, whoa! <laughs> HDR and the next Oh, Xbox Auto HDR game. is so good. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, um, I've played it for only maybe three hours, but I'm loving it so far. Um, it's totally, you know, what I expected it to be. The writing is different, but it's, I mean, they're, they're, the Obsidian top level, very good stuff, really. Everything I wanted. Um, and I forgot how much. Those CRPG games, specifically, are also, like, totally immersive sims. Like, there's tons of camera stuff. You hack into consoles. You unlock doors. Like, it has skill checks for all that stuff. Like, you know, it makes sense. Immersive sims were basically built off of, you know, it's like a pen CRPG paper. where you play for, Yeah. So, like, it makes sense, but I just forgot. Like, oh, yeah, of course. There's so much of that stuff. This game has really skill checks. Um, stuff that kind of Mass Effect 1 had a little bit, and they really cut off with that game. Mass Effect 2 had none of that at all. Mm-hmm. It was like was All of that was stripped away, which is a bummer. I, I just was noticing that recently, but uh, KOTOR 2 is, is good. I'm really liking it. I'm going to definitely play through it, I think. Um, and I think, honestly, the best way to play it if you want to do low-maintenance stuff is play on the Xbox, because auto HDR, the up-res, runs great, looks great, very playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's fun.
0: That brings us to a quick topic that uh, we could talk about. It looks like the Xbox exclusive problem the drought is over it is right yeah it is yeah because uh death's door is a is an exclusive the ascent is an exclusive um microsoft flight sim is an exclusive and uh
2: what, what else is coming out Something, uh, i mean halo's orzo? in the next two months halo one uh,
1: psychonauts so much stuff. psychonauts oh it, my god That's i think we
2: talked about this with the e3 episode of like how we, how the, that the drought problem is probably going to be coming to a close. Like, you know, all this, this, these two years of E3s where they didn't have a lot of announcements are finally mm-hmm. like, it's all coming to fruition. And I really do feel that way. I kind of, now I like want to point to Sony and be like, what do you guys got? You got Demon's Souls. Okay. Eternal. A- looks pretty good. Eternal. Looks cool. All right. So, so I and, actually. And look- Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Ratchet and Clank. Three games. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Uh, so here's my, here's my thing on this whole console war thing. Um, are all three
2: of those games third person? Action games?
1: (laughs) Are they? Crap, you're right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I I actually kind of. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, but um, I just kind of realized I think Xbox is winning the console war for like one really specific reason. And um, I think. Well, Game Pass, but like (laughs) kind of to like extrapolate on that a little bit, I just think um, with Game Pass, well, Sony's approach is to do these exclusives, right? So the the way it's like to be a Sony person is you'll get these flash-in-the-pan experiences that will hold you over for about a week or two weeks or three weeks, and then there's nothing, and then six months later there's a new Sony release, and that's like a flash-in-the-pan for two or three weeks, and then there's nothing. With With Xbox because it's such a great service you're constantly thinking about Xbox. There's always new updates. There's um there's always new stuff that's just happening all the time with Xbox if you're subscribed to Game Pass. So I think I think like not only the exclusive problem's over, but I think they're actually winning the war so to speak.
2: I think so. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah.
1: Cuz yeah, Aaron, I, I what do you think? I agree completely.
2: Aaron's behind, like, uh, a wall of
0: Vaseline over there. Oh, let's, let's turn that camera off and on. Okay. Uh, no, so I kept asking. I was talking a lot to my... I was up in Maine with my younger brother and sister who were 15 and 17, and I kept a- having conversations. With them. they are like, why do you guys? Why do you keep asking me about Game Pass? Why do you keep saying Game Pass? You and Kevin both, like, what's up with Game Pass? And they don't have Game Pass. They, don't, and they also don't have <laughs> Xboxes. And I was like, oh, I guess because I have an Xbox. And I don't know, Game Pass is, like, a big part of my life now, apparently. It's very strange. I remember... Wow, what happened there, Kevin? Uh, we're all good. Ch- change of scenery. <laughs> Everything is all good. We're fine here. <laughs> worked, but are gonna have to. Game edit. Pass <laughs> is pretty fucking <laughs> awesome. And like, yeah, I wish, I wish, uh, wish Death Store was on Game Pass. But like, having the Ascent day one, just download it, check it out, play it. Fucking really good. Have you heard anyone um, call it I Games Pass? Games Pass. Yeah. Uh, probably. I haven't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised if people said it. I have mm-hmm. fifty-five games installed on my Xbox.
2: Are they all Games Pass games?
0: Uh, did did I say Games Pass?
2: No. <laughs> What's going on here? What's with this? This is this mean? a bit? Like what do you mean a bit? A bit of what? <laughs> I'm just uh, asking questions. Keep going. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. Game Games Pass is it's it's a great way to play games <laughs> with a <the> pass. Um,
3: <laughs>
1: No, not the it's, service model. The service model's working. Like you can't just do exclusives because cause it's literally just like, yeah, with Sony it's like they, they they're relevant every 4 months, while, as opposed to Xbox which is relevant to your life all the time because it's a service model, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing, like I, I have probably said this before, but I, I think that like exclusives are just kind of horseshit at this point in time because like yeah. there are so many games to play that nobody has, nobody's playing all the games except for somebody locked in a room who only plays games for the past five years. There's so, there's such a backlog of games for everybody to play. It's like even if there aren't a lot of exclusives, there's there's definitely shit for you to play. Um, and and I don't, I find that exclusives tend to prioritize. At least, maybe I'm thinking Sony. Sony exclusives tend to prioritize presentation. They're mm-hmm. pretty. Mm-hmm. They're very flashy and cinematic. And that's cool, but that's not really what I'm in for most of the time. So,
2: um, But you know, it is good. A friend of mine mm-hmm. was saying that he uh, won't buy games anymore. He just wants to use Games Pass. So I found that yeah. that's actually somewhat true for me. Because Same. I'm like, you know, I could buy this. Like I was going to buy the Ascent on Steam. And I'm like, well, it's on Games Pass. So why would I buy it? I you know, I can play it for not free, but yeah. fifteen dollars a month. And that is a
0: problematic perspective, I think, but for a lot of reasons. Um but I, I, I feel it. I totally feel it. Like I feel that intuition because I'm like, oh, why do I-, I I already have access to so many games. Well, I'll buy that game later when it's on sale if I have to buy it. Like um mm-hmm. Uh
1: i think the reason i think the reason why i haven't played watchdogs legion yet is because it's not on game pass like i'm just like yeah. like it's always on sale for like ten dollars and i'm like yeah but yeah. like i could also play this game that's free you know
2: <laughs> so. it's, it's not that good i bought back for, for blood <laughs> is gonna be on games pass as well that's which is right. pretty sweet at launch and it's cross play so that is pretty cool um mm-hmm.
0: That 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 reminds me of the PC gamer article. Uh, sorry, console folks, uh, for all the hackers <laughs> that that's, uh, that crossplay is infesting. <laughs> I like laughed so hard about that. I was like, oh man, that's such a troll article, but it's funny and uh, yeah, crossplay is great. But it, it's uh, don't don't play Halo. So Halo Infinite is gonna be like not not very competitive on those old consoles. But it runs, so it's it, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm totally rambling now. In any case, I like this the, the Ascent. is good stuff though. The Rambles Death are Door's good. good. I like the Rambles. Uh, g- give us more stuff Microsoft. Give Keep us it going. some more some more games ass, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean more like here's like another thing. This is like my last point on this discussion, but um I feel like a lot of Sony games as you said Aaron, they are about presentation and gameplay wise they're probably not even the best in their genre. Like I mean returnal looks awesome but like also you could play risk of rain 2 or hades you know
0: okay i've played risk of rain 2 which which may be a similar game but a returnal looks way fucking cooler than risk of rain 2 <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> okay
1: i'm just i'm just trying to fanboy here aaron i'm sorry yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I still want a PS Five. Like I'll buy one if, if it's if if I can find, I'll get one of the digital ones. Why not three ninety nine? Uh, although I do want them to shrink that fucking thing. I don't want that gigantic, ugly grand piano in front of my. <laughs> there's nowhere to stick it. There's just nowhere to stick <laughs> it, and it's I, I don't yeah. know what to do. But but I do kind of want problem. one if if only for for those two exclusive games that I'll be able to play on PC probably in three weeks
2: or uh, three years. Uh, I'm thinking right. of getting rid of my PS Four actually. So if someone wants yeah. to buy a PS Four Pro and some games, yeah let me know yeah send us a a tweet or
0: something um okay let's move on this is uh, hopefully a new segment if you are playing games and you have a bite-sized review that you want us to read on the podcast so long as it's coherent uh there's a good chance we might read it so send it to us uh not really sure where to send it right now. Send it to Oren's Twitter. Oren, what's your Twitter?
1: <laughs> Why my Twitter? I don't want to do spam. this DM Oren? Yeah,
0: Oren's Twitter an is a good Twitter. Place. So You're, a good you, do, you use it. I don't really use Twitter. Okay. Um, um,
1: at bad film takes one. Send it there. Okay. Put it in the See, description. Sh-
2: it's even yeah. a fitting like like name for the reviews to go. You know. I, I know. I know. Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> you <know>? God. So, <laughs> it's so, a fitting so, review so, spot. So yeah. so it's yeah, kind of it funny. So it's kind of funny game takes
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh like i i've like there have been multiple times on twitter where, I, where i'll tweet some sort of like film opinion or whatever and then like someone will comment and be like "Ah, oh, bad film takes the name fits you know or the, the tweet fits <laughs> <laughs> it's like a way to get at me mm. i'm like whatever man it's fine like
0: you know what i named myself uh so Long time long time listener, first time caller, uh, and good friend Mike played through The Last of Us recently, the original Last of Us, and he he wrote up a quick some notes and I was gonna read them on the air for Mike. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh I'm gonna do that now. And and so this this segment will either be uh uh short takes from Mike, which which could just be, or you know, reader, reader uh reviews. So, alright. He says the good. The story and the characters. I grew to love Ellie and Joel. Sometimes I get mad at predictable, gruff, hard hard asses that eventually softens. But eventually I was so... The Last of Us.
2: Okay, I didn't miss that. Apologies.
0: I just said Joel and Ellie.
2: Yeah, but you didn't say the game. I said the game. Oh, you did? Okay. My apologies. Get
0: back off your game's ass, buddy. (laughs) Games
2: pass. Continue. (laughs) Okay. Uh
0: But eventually, I was so emotionally attached to Joel and Ellie, I was weeping every cutscene. I would have died for Ellie by the end. I like how they had those warm little moments, like when she's trying to learn to whistle. I'm also a sucker for environmental puzzles. I like finding ways to get across an area. Even the other NPCs were well done, I understood them, and I like them a lot. The bad, I hate the camera in Naughty Dog Games. It feels mm-hmm. like I'm dragging through mud all the time. It is it's a slow <laughs> camera. Um, I'm not a huge fan of resource scarcity. I don't find it a fun gaming mechanic. I kind of do. But, don't play Doom Eternal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that's different, but yeah, uh, I I don't like having to constantly scrounge for bullets. Uh, I don't like that the enemies. I don't like that enemies shooting at you with guns do not drop ammo, which is uh, which is like a a thing in games, right? You either get the Skyrim or the I guess the the Elder Scrolls where they drop everything or, or it's like, you know, that guy who just shot 20 times at me had no bullets on him, but he, he shot his shooting. last bullet. He would have <laughs> kept shooting if I didn't kill him then. Like he literally would have kept shooting. So I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, I dislike how Naughty Dog games uh, don't really reward you for exploration. Sure, you occasionally find consumables, but not nearly enough compared to the amount of exploring I would do. Even finding collectibles like Firefly tags and comics felt really felt worthless and empty. I thought I would see Ellie occasionally reading a new one or something, but no, nothing. Hmm. Overall, it was a good story, even though I'm so done with zombies. It's uh, just sort of packaged around a kind of unfun shooter. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I feel like, Mike, you should play The Last of Us 2, because I, I want to say... It's way better. It's... Well... <laughs> I said more fun shooter. It's a good game. Um, it does have a lot of resource scarcity, so that's not going to change. And let me tell you, you're, you're going to love shooting at somebody who if you go back to your save and kill them quicker, they still won't drop bullets. So they'll yeah. either shoot at you 100 times or, and they won't drop a bullet or shoot at you once. That's <laughs> still going to happen. But um, I did feel personally like the, like the exploration was pretty rewarding in that game, but I, I know I'm not
1: not everybody agrees. I,
0: that's a that's a common complaint.
1: I almost feel like he might potentially have the inverse reaction because The Last of right. Us had like a story where you're supposed to kind of empathize with the characters and see what they're going through and connect to them. The Last mm. of Us 2 is not really like that. <laughs> <laughs> like right. like there's very much a distance between like the characters and the player where you're like wow this character's doing horrible things but you're kind of forced yeah. to go along with it so he might not like the story but he might like the gameplay more cuz the last of us part Two's gameplay the exploration's better the um, it feels good you feel like you're in control the movement's good so he might have it's, the uh, inverse reaction. I don't know. It, yeah, yeah, he might
0: say that it's a it's a fun shooter with an unfun story. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> right? like, which is fair. I like wow. the story so uh, much for two. not, oh, not that I it loved, story. I loved, I loved just, the story. It's just story. not fun.
2: All three of us liked Last of Us 2, and I yeah. think you two liked Last of Us 1. I did not like Last of Us 1. I'm not going to sit here and hate on it, but I just didn't do it for me for a number of reasons. But um, I uh, well, I didn't beat the Last of Us 1. So I didn't either. Like, I tried anyway. three different times to beat it. I just, I can't, it's, you know, really what it, what it is, is once you get past the beginning, when you're walking with that lady with the ladder and she's like, put the ladder here. And he's like, okay. I'm like, put the ladder here. And he's like, okay, that is I like the first 2% of the <laughs> but, yeah, game though. So that part is so slow and so yeah. boring. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't bring you into the game properly. I think they could have started with something more interesting. Something that was like mm. more relatable because I think you're not supposed to like the her character or even Joel. Cause he's kind of a different bad person in that part of the game than, mm. than later, but
1: yeah, I, I don't know. My um, my take on The Last of Us is that um, the, the first Last of Us is like a really good game for the first 90%. And then it's a great game for the last 10%. Like the last 10%, I think, is like where it really becomes amazing. But what I love about The Last of Us Part 2 is that one, it solved a lot of the gameplay issues I had with the first one. But also I feel like yes. it took the last storytelling beats of the first game and just expanded it into a whole game in a way that was really cool can we say
2: this sure the first game if it had a different bland story like say it had like a call of duty story right (laughs) and but the gameplay was the same it probably wouldn't have been well received probably it probably would have been like a mediocre because it's not it's not a very good stealth game it's okay the gameplay is not very good whereas i think the last of us 2 actually could have been just the game itself, and it would be. like it had the story on top of that, and the characters on top of that, which were all awesome. But I think the gameplay too was actually really fun, and could stand on its own, unlike the first one. Yeah, round. I love Oddly, it. I love it. A lot of people don't like the
0: gameplay in that game. Like that, I've seen a lot of criticism of the gameplay. I don't, I don't get it. Whatever, Mike. Sorry we uh, we didn't give. Sorry for the interruptions in reading your review. But thank you so much for yeah, the review. Uh, we do appreciate <laughs> <about> it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you're interested. In having your review read on the show, you can uh, send us at Twitter at the at the jumpcrouch or at bad film takes.
1: Yeah, bad film critics takes one because somebody else took oh. the handle before me.
0: Damn it! Okay, well, yes, you can send us a DM. You can also send us on SoundCloud or find us through other means if you know how to do that. And we will read your review on the show. So, Mike, thank you again. We really appreciate that. Uh, now, it's been a long ass pod, so let's get into personal. Uh, personal Rex.
1: Um, I just had a really amazing movie theater experience. Um, mm. I saw The Green Knight by David Lowry, um, starring Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire. And uh, I highly recommend that movie because it's one of those movies that takes full advantage of the movie theater experience. I know, like with the Delta variant, I understand if people don't want to go to the movie theaters. But I saw it twice in in the theater. Like all of the scenes are really drawn out. Like the frame is used in really epic and cool, like tableau esque ways. And uh, the story is like really interesting. It's kind of like it's kind of like um, like a King Arthur type story, but if it was on a lot of LSD, like it's just like a very psychedelic medieval story and it gave me a lot to think about after I finished it so I highly recommend The Green Knight if you have a chance to see a movie in the theaters
0: I've been thinking about it because um, I've heard good things
1: It rocks, I love it, it's my favorite movie of the year
0: 824 Kevin
1: Yes, good stuff uh,
0: Okay, well my recommendation is a movie I watched on my flight Back home, and it is—it's uh, it's okay. It's Mortal Kombat, the recent Mortal Kombat movie that came out. I believe it's on HBO Max. I want to say Oren's laughing uh, over it, there. It's yeah, you should be. It, so this movie is like the most tropey, cliched movie. Like every time someone is about to deliver a line, you know what that line is because it is a fucking trope. It is like a trope within a trope. There is not yeah. an original line of dialogue in the whole movie. Um so like there's there's never a moment where you basically don't know exactly what's going to happen. Uh that said for being a movie that's just like a fucking walking trash can of clichés, pretty entertaining.
3: <laughs> pretty fun to
0: watch. Some good fights. Pretty good like very very good Mortal Kombat uh Mortal Kombat callbacks and references. Like like you you're going to get you're going to get some of the things that you want, especially if you're an old school Mortal Kombat fan. Um and just generally entertaining but just like dumb as hell but like eh, like perfect airplane movie fodder
1: mm. um if you if you want to watch another movie like that that's like really dumb but actually i thought it was pretty good uh i recommend the new suicide squad movie it was pretty good i mm. liked it
2: um mm. mm. uh, my recommendation well okay i saw get out on the airplane mm. And then I watched the British Office on the airplane. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the Big Lebowski on the airplane. I watched a lot of movies on the airplane. Wow, that's a lot of good stuff. I'm going to recommend the airplane because (laughs) JetBlue sounds like a fucking advertisement. But uh, I've flown all the other planes tons of my life, but they don't have much legroom. And I am reasonably tall-ish. I'm six foot, I don't know, averagely tall, I don't know. But I found that the legroom was substantial on this, and it was in coach. And I never had that experience before. I was like, "Wow, that yeah. my legs aren't squished." So, um, yeah, I really like that hairline. We also had all these movies at HBO and stuff. It was pretty nice. I don't know. I liked it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Jet said, a good uh, line. If you have to you fly. Said, try uh, that.
1: You said uh, the Big Lebowski, and that reminded me. Like a week ago, I rewatched Burn After Reading by the Coen Brothers. That movie's pretty funny. That. It's very absurd. Have you seen that movie, Aaron?
0: Yeah, I need to rewatch it. I watched it when it was in the theaters, and like it didn't. It just kind of. It didn't sink in, so I would be willing to rewatch it because I've heard, I, I I saw you tweet about it, and I think I've seen a few other people kind of say that it needs to be reconsidered. Um, so I'm willing to reconsider it, but uh, I is it don't the one with remember. the, with I mean, the I, Rock
2: says the Rock says is he in that movie? Dwayne Johnson, no. the Rock is he in says, the Conners
1: so. movie? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. No. Oh, no, it's
0: was. got Brad Pitt and um, Malkovich. Yeah. Malkovich?
1: John Malkovich. Uh, it's fun. Uh, it's yeah. good. It's good. But I'll, I'll fly JetBlue, Kevin. I'm going to keep that in mind the next time I it's
2: go. It's good. Flying. I mean, you, you can watch the Big Lebowski on it. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the good. Everything was better. It was substantial. I, I was very impressed with it. Like, well, I wanted to go with I that. I flew over with, on American,
0: American. and it was like. And and I'm less tall than Kevin and it was I was like this yeah. fucking sucks. Um it and then that I was like, Oh, I got a little leg room, it's Saint bad. Yeah. Um so not bad. Jeff Lewis, good stuff. Cool. All right. Well, uh I think that might be it. That might be a show, boys. Uh Madden, mm-hmm. as always, we love you. Thanks, Madden. Appreciate the, uh, Thanks, the killer Madden. track. Check out Madden at forward slash M-A-D-Y-N. Am I saying that right? No. That's it. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, we will be back. Bye-bye.